What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. And I'm your host, Rich. And as always, I am joined by my cohorts, Mike and Padres, my homies. First up, he is the man who is personally responsible for the Mexican pizza being put back on the menu at Taco Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ron. I had to start that petition, and it finally paid off. Exactly. It's about damn time they listen to somebody, and it might as well have been you. As I've always said, you're not the hero that we want, but you're the hero we need. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings me to the other guy in the room. But you know what? He doesn't need an introduction, but guess what? He has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He is the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. And he is drinking ginger beer today, ladies and gentlemen. It is Diesel. Happy Mother's Day to all you single moms out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you should have slid into them DMs last week. <laughs> well, that, that's Saturday night. Oh, hi <laughs> But with that being said, uh, yes, it was Mother's Day uh, here. And I uh, hope everybody had a great Mother's Day weekend. I know I spent the, the week on with mine. Uh, and hopefully everybody else uh, had a good time as well. But speaking of how people's weeks went, Ron, how has been your week? Yeah, first week back after being sick and all that fun stuff. So, you know, it's been a headache, not going to lie. So it's just... I was a hurting puppy on Friday. You was hurting? Yeah. I, hurting? I was in bed by 8 p.m. <laughs> And a diesel. Been a pretty decent week. Uh, I worked here Saturday at Dragon Master Games for the 2K Modern Event, which we had 34 people for. Kept kept us pretty busy on Saturday, and then Sunday I actually just took the whole day off, and it was nice. It was a good uh, good week. Nice. Recharging the batteries. Yep. Building up that forearm strength as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Test <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, my, myself, I went down to uh, Six Flags Great Adventure. Uh, we have the memberships down there. We went down for the first time this season, took my mom down. So it was me, the stepson, my wife, and my mom. Had a good time down there. Got to eat Wingstop for the first time ever. They do have the greatest ranch dressing of all time, so I will stand by that. Uh, other than that, it was a good weekend, and uh, I, I'm back and ready to go and back in the saddle again here on the show. So hopefully everybody else out there had a great weekend as well. And, you know, we got to move the show right along because we got a lot to talk about this week. So uh, let's hit you guys off with how to get a hold of us with the opening plugs. Of course, if you would like to get a hold of us for anything, you hit us up on social medias. First of all, Facebook, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share that page. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3 Fat Nerds Pod. For all of the social medias, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. Of course, for all information about the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast and everything we do here at 8122 Productions, go to 8122. 22productions.com. There, there's the link for the T Public Store where you can get some swag and support the show that way. Also, if you want to support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash 8122productions. If you don't want to remember that, it's okay. It's at 8122productions. There's a link for that as well. But patreon.com slash 8122productions, you get a ton of extra bonus content for as little as $1 a month, and it really does help us do everything we do here on the show. Also, uh, while you're there, you can check out friends of the show like the Yocho Dora Parley Hour podcast and our friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which they have coming up here August 26th and 27th at Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. 
great guests and more to be announced pretty soon. Get your tickets at SciFiHorrorFest.com. Also, when you check out, there's bands that support us by letting us use their music. You, you know what? One of those bands, they provide us with our theme song. That's Shout at the Robots. The song is Fail Better. Check that song out and Shout at the Robots. Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp help support them because they support us. And last, but certainly not least, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night we come to you live with 607TWS, where me and Ken, I'm from the ODPH, talk all things pro wrestling. Also, there's other uh, entertainment that goes on there as well, including uh, one that me and Diesel teased on uh, another show that we're doing. So you might want to check that out. Patreon, or twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Let them know, Mario. Let them know. <laughs> Yeah, man, 8122productions.com. Make sure you check it out. Like I said, all those links are in hyperlinks in the description for this podcast if you forget about them as well. Also, the challenge still stands. Guys, go out there. If you're listening to the show and you haven't already rated and reviewed this show on whatever podcast you're doing, please do that. It's absolutely free for you, and it means the world to us. So make sure uh, you go out there and give us a five-star rating plus a good review so it helps out with the algorithm. Challenge is still on. I know some people have. Thank you so much, and hopefully more of you will. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, I think it's about time that we jump right in for this week's edition of... The Nerd News! Bing, bang, boom! Yeah, ta, ta! That's right. Well, where do we begin? Well, where we begin is that this week's 3FN Movie Club review in the second half of the show is going to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which we all went to see on Thursday as a big, gigantic group. Yes. It's pretty awesome to have everybody there. It's always a lot of fun. Why that ties in is because, well, we were at Doctor Strange on Thursday. At the end of the trailer portion, we got hit with a trailer that not a one of us has ever seen before. Am yep. I correct in assuming that? Exactly. Not a single solitary one of us has ever seen before. And yeah. I know that now that trailer has gone wide because it debuted today. Today. Everywhere on the internet. And of course, we're talking Avatar, The Way of the Water, the long-awaited sequel to Avatar. Which, by the way, is also getting re-released in theaters on in September. Yes. The original yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatar. Just so you guys know. But we got the first trailer for Avatar Way of the Water, which if you weren't already proud, directed by the, the great James Cameron. And it, of course, comes out on December 16, 2022, unless it gets pushed back again for the millionth time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, before I go any further, what did you guys think of the trailer for Avatar Way of the Water? I must not be an Avatar fan one bit. This did... Absolutely zero for me. <laughs> like, it, it, there was nothing. Like we really didn't need this trailer. Like, we didn't care about this trailer, and like Rich and I were next to each other, so we just kept talking through this whole freaking trailer about how bad it was. Down. Yeah, like how bad it was. Like it gives you nothing. There's no well, like. They give us water. They it show is us the way of the water. They show and, us water on Pandora, and then they show you half kids hybrid things hybrid human human avatar things yeah or whatever their people no, are called nahari nahari like in natari nahari whatever all of a sudden they're not blue anymore they're white so they're whitewashing the nahari oh so. no no they're just the tadpoles 
Oh no! <laughs> Whitewashing. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming to the 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 planet near you. Uh, Pandora has has been whitewashed. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Where were these white stuff? God damn them. <sighs> Fuck those people. You can't stop progress, baby. <laughs> oh. oh, Diesel. I, I, You know what? I got to get it. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Damn it, Diesel. Damn it. But anyways, uh, when I saw this trailer, first reaction, thumbs down. Me, me, I'm not talking about what was on the screen. As soon as I realized it was Avatar, I went to the thumbs down because we were sitting in three rows. Technically, our group yeah. was in three rows. So I just wanted to let everybody in our three rows know that I was on that page before it even started. Secondly, I'm with Diesel on this. You didn't see a whole lot. We saw a lot of water. It's the way of the water. But I came to an epiphany. And Ron <laughs> got to hear my fucking yes. epiphany. So the epiphany I came to is that I've always said that Avatar was Dances with Wolves with blue people. And if you think about it, it is. The storyline for Dances with Wolves is the exact same as the storyline yes. for Avatar. Kevin Costner movie, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Avatar 2, or Avatar Way of the Water, you could think that they're ripping off another Kevin Costner classic, and that would be Waterworld. Mm-hmm. And kind of, when you watch the trailer at least, it kind of had a Waterworld-esque quality to it. Yeah. I didn't see much land. Saw a lot of water. Hey, the, the third one? The Postman. Well, that's what I asked, that's what I asked Ron. I said, Ron, so the third one, are they going to do The Postman or Field of Dreams? I said Field of Dreams. Ooh, Field of Dreams. Their ancestors. They yes. got that big-ass tree yeah. there. Uh -huh. yep. Ooh, if they bulldoze that big-ass tree, all the spirits are going to come back. Yep. What about what about Wyatt Earp? Ooh. Ooh. There's so many options. We Avatars with, with guns. How about <laughs> Superman? They could just do Superman. Because remember the Superman, the newest Superman movie? Had him as the father. Oh yeah, yeah. He oh, was the yeah. father and the yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not the new. Well, the newest yeah. line, I should say, not the newest movie, because the newest movie technically was Batman versus Superman. Yeah, as far as just Superman yeah. films. Yeah, Man of Steel. Was, but Man of Steel, that yeah. story arc, the Zack Snyder verse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, honestly, the first thing I said, I was like, shit. I've always said, Dance with Wolves. This is fucking Waterworld, and then the next one's going to be, presumably, the Postman. Tin Cup. Ooh, <laughs> that's a real curveball. You know, <laughs> you know, I was I was trying to think of like anything we could come up with. I was like, I wish he was in fucking Armageddon because then oh. that'd have been perfect. Why couldn't they pick Bruce Willis? We could have gotten Die Hard with blue people. <laughs> the fuck? No, I mean, Christmas, it would have been a Christmas uh, happening. <laughs> I, I just I don't know. I've, I I I'm gonna be honest with you. I never liked Avatar when it came out. It was a gimmick. And I wasn't a fan. I understand that there's fans of it. There, and I'm not shitting on anybody who's a fan of it. This just doesn't do it for me. In this trailer, once again, I'm like, fuck, I still don't need this. Yeah, but usually when there, this happens, when a trailer is released with a movie, it's usually promoted. Like, be the first to see the trailer. At or, yeah, the Multiverse of Madness. And there was nothing. It was crickets. When it came up, a few people were like, what's this? Like, the, the, the group of people to my left uh, were... Nobody was excited. Yeah, they were just like, oh, this... Like, this, this ain't going to do anything. Well, here's my problem. The fucking original movie came out in 2009. Yeah. It is 2022. 2022. This movie is 13. This sequel's 13 years overdue. And then they're like, so originally we were led to believe from James Cameron and company that they were going to fire off these sequels. Well, now there's rumor, and this was reported through Deadline, there's rumor that Disney has greenlit only Way of the Water, and depending upon how well or how bad it does is whether we get any more sequels. 
Yeah. Oh, come on, people. Let's not go to the theaters for this one. Well, I, I will, for one, will give you guys a big surprise. We are not going to see this, and we will not be reviewing it because I'm not going to sit through it. Oh. I just, I, I have the zero interest. I didn't. I ended up seeing the first one, not in theaters. I ended up seeing it the, when it came out, and I was like, wow, I'm glad I didn't waste my time. I really did not like the movie. I know some people think it was great, yeah. but the most of the people that I talk to now are like, man, the only reason I thought it was good was because I was younger and it was 3D. Yeah. And I didn't get to see it in 3D because I didn't care enough. Public service announcement for this year. Do not, when someone says, I haven't seen it in theaters, give them a ration of shit and say how you got to see it in theaters to appreciate it. Fuck off. If the movie's shit, the movie's shit. Yeah. I, I will say this. Theaters can give you, uh, like, rose-colored glasses sometimes. There's some movies that really are better on the big screen, uh, i.e. Godzilla movies, because mm-hmm. it's just too big and monstrous. Uh, obviously, if you ask uh, China, Fast and the Furious movies... Because they love the Fast and Furious movies, hence why we get so many of them. Uh, you know, I would say anything like like the Pacific Rim movies, also. Yeah. Be, but anything with gigantic things look a lot better on a big screen. But with that being said, that doesn't mean that I don't judge movies on how they look on the big screen. Because, but I also don't judge them how what on the screen they look on. Because a movie should be good no matter what. The substance of the movie should be good. Yeah. And I compare movies to what they are and what they're based on. And once again, just Avatar didn't ever do it for me. Didn't. And now that we live in a world with superhero movies, which James Cameron bitches about. We don't need fake superhero movies anymore. We just don't. But he was we sure, have real ones. He was sure quick to attach it to a fucking superhero oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the studio, Disney, attached it real quick, <laughs> real fucking quick, to the, the real stars. But I digress. I digress. Uh, we did get We did get some awesome stuff, though. We did get some real awesome stuff, guys. Uh, two two other trailers that did not come during the movie, so I don't want to let this on, but did come out this week, and I do want to talk about them. We might be the uh, one of the only places talking about it. Uh, and, of course, I'm talking, firstly, Cobra Kai. Season 5 got its first trailer and the announcement of when we can expect Season 5 hitting Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to announce, if you haven't seen it already, September the 9th. The wait is over. We get season five. We got a little bit of a trailer. Didn't show too much. Just show a bunch of new Cobra Kai studios. We have the the videos of Chosen, who looked like he wanted to bring size to this party. <laughs> Chosen looks badass. Uh, the hunt for Miguel is kind of teased here. So yes. I'm, I'm really I'm really uh, liking what we're seeing, man. Uh, let's go for it. How did you feel about Cobra Kai season five trailer and announcement, Diesel? Uh, super excited about the announcement of when it was coming out because I was figuring it was going to be the same as last year's, you know, beginning of the new year, Christmas time, mm-hmm. that era. So getting it in September is awesome. And the trailer looked great. You know, we got the aftermath from the All Valley Karate Tournament. We got we got pretty much the premise of the movie uh, where they're going to flood the valley with Cobra Kai dojos because you need 17 dojos in a fucking five-mile radius. But um, it, it looks pretty cool. It looks... Uh, Robbie and his dad bonding and then getting pissed off that, oh, you sent me down here to go look for Miguel with you? Eh. But, I don't know, Chosen in America. He looks fucking fierce. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, I can't yeah. wait for this. Go no, ahead. The, the whole, like, the tease that Tori didn't, knows that she didn't win. So, like, she's, that's, she's, like, that whole tease, which it just starts off with that. Cobra Kai do or die. There is no fucking excuse. Oh, I, I get won. I get it, but, you know, it's the her it's going to eat away. And then just everything else that they show, like you, you uh, see uh, Larusso's daughter there, I forget her name, and you know, and she's like, she's got both, you know, Johnny and 
her dad as you know in her head at how to become a fighter so you know she's still gonna go on that arc it looks like so i like it's it's like it's a continuation of a good story and i can't wait to see it Oh, yeah, I'm fucking sold. We know I love this show. This is only one of the few reasons that I uh, even have Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this and uh, Stranger Things, both. I'm so pumped. I'm going to pump this coming early, and I'm also pumped that I get to ditch my Netflix sooner than I thought. Yep. <laughs> and then just bring it back when I want to watch something else. So uh, thank you, Netflix, for saving me some money coming into the Christmas season. <laughs> uh, there was another trailer that I know we're pumped about. We reported on this a couple months ago when we first found out about it because it was in February. Guess what, man? It, we got a trailer. Uh, this past week, Roku released the first trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And it was also appropriately in parody form, posing as a Madonna biopic before a shirtless Daniel Radcliffe, who stars as Weird Al Yankovic, appears on stage practically purring, hope you guys are ready for this before popping up with an accordion. Yes. Uh, it was a brief one. It was about a minute 25. Uh, how did you feel about the Weird, the Al Yankovic story? trailer that we got to see ron I, i'm i'm all in all in 100 the minute that i i want more yeah. i want more i want more diesel i cannot wait 2022 is the year of the biopic i got this and i got all this to look forward yep. to i love daniel reckiff's uh choices in acting these days he's making some brave choices but this one i cannot wait to see i disagree with brave choices He's making movies that he wants to yeah. make because he's got the fuck you yeah. money from the Harry yeah. Potter series. Let's be honest. And I'm, I oh, love it. Yes. I love that part. He got the big nut. He knew what to do with it. And now he gets to make these awesome yeah. movies. And you know who wins? Us fans yeah. because he's doing some awesome low budget movies or lower budget yeah. movies. And he's good in them. I haven't yeah. seen a bad Daniel Radcliffe yeah. film. I'm quite being quite honest. And some of them were very like out there. Out there. <laughs> and, and, and this one was no different. Uh, I think he looks amazing he as looks Weird Al. Oh, he, yeah. looks, he looks like Weird Al. Although, I don't know if Weird Al was ever as ripped as Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> yeah. is. Because he looked pretty ripped. Those Hawaiian shirts hide a lot. It could be true. <laughs> but that's why I said it. We can't confirm or deny. But Daniel Radcliffe looking ripped. But anyways, other than that, I thought he looked amazing. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I think they're going to handle this very well yeah. just from the trailer. Of course, it. we do not have... A, a direct release date. We know it's going to be coming in fall of 2022. We will definitely be reviewing it and talk about it on this show. Uh, and it is coming to the Roku channel, which is cool because it's free. Yeah. Yes. So Roku entering the game, getting free content out there for people. This is probably going to get a lot of people to tune into Roku because there's a lot of us, especially our age, who uh, remember and cherish Weird Al Yankovic. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yeah. So I, I, I can't I cannot wait for this. So when we have a more concrete date and probably a second trailer, we will definitely be talking about this more, amongst other things. But where one birth begins, another shall end. And it was uh, with heavy heart that we announced that the peacock, cock, cock, the peacock, has canceled the Saved by the Bell reboot after two seasons. Ron, I know you're a big fan. Oh, I How are you I'm feeling so about upset. this? I'm so upset. I can't believe they're doing this to me. Canceling something else. Oh, no. Please, don't. Please. Oh, please. Don't. For the love of God, don't let the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air follow suit. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Please, <laughs> don't. Don't. Bring it back. Oh. I want to watch it all. This one was a huge miss for the Peacock. Yeah. They, they thought, you know, the nostalgia was there. I was excited for it. Dude, but the execution I, of it was atrocious. Did you watch? Like, I watched the, the first episode and I tapped out. Oh, I couldn't dude, do it. dude, the one episode where it was it, like it was like almost straight races. Yeah, was, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's it's uh, not good. So, like, 
I know there's people out there, there's three people out there that do enjoy the reboot of Saved by the Bell, but they're heartbroken. And there, they there's only six of them, so it's fine. Yeah. But, <sighs> like, the funny part is the Zach Morris is trash writer. You know, he's part, yeah. of, he's part of it. Well, found out that from a, what's his face? The Zach Morris, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, the actor. Uh, had an interview. He's like, "Oh yeah." He goes, "He goes." He came to me about that Zach Morris's trash about how bad my character is, and we just started writing. So, so he was nice. all about it. Nice. I was like, "Nice." Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't Mark really Paul check Gosser, it out. So, my, Mark drew, Mark yeah, I, yeah, I drew a blank guy. So I'm sorry. I uh, I wasn't too upset about it. So yeah, yeah. I, no big deal because I didn't really watch it. I yeah. knew it was going to be shite, yeah. and I saw it. So, you know, hey, I'm surprised it got two seasons. Yeah, but yeah, way to go, Peacock. All right, we got some huge. We got two more stories. One of them always at the end is kind of fun, but one of them is huge news. And I'm excited for this one, ladies and gentlemen, because we just did this past week, we found out who the new doctor is going to be on the new season of Doctor Who. And ladies and gentlemen, Shudi Gatwa is the going to be the new doctor. Yes. Uh, Star of stage and screen, Shooty is best known for his critically acclaimed performance in Sex Education as the iconic Eric Effing. Mm-hmm. I said I said that wrong. For which he was awarded Best Actor Award at the Scottish BAFTAs in 2020, as well as numerous nominations, including Best Male Performance in a Comedy Program at this year's BAFTAs. Uh, speaking out of his new role, Shooty said, There aren't quite the words to describe how I'm feeling. A mix of deeply honored, beyond excited, and of course, a little bit scared. This role and show means so much to so many around the world, including myself. And each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with the utmost care. I will endeavor my utmost to do the same. By the way, how fucking class <laughs> is that goddamn statement? Oh, yeah. Shooty is fucking awesome. By the way, Shooty becomes the first black and gay Doctor Who. Uh, I think that that should just be a side note because he's fucking phenomenal either yeah, way. Yeah. However, however, there are people out there offended. Uh, to them, I say, fuck you very much. Yeah. I enjoy this. And if you're this mad now, I can't wait till Idris Elba becomes Bond. It's going to fucking happen, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to happen. But... More importantly, I could not be happier about this. I know Diesel's super excited because he loves sex education. How do you feel about Shooty being the new Doctor Who? Congratulations, Shooty. This might actually get me to check out a season of Doctor Who or a yeah. chapter, whatever they call it over there. Series. But, but yeah, uh, congratulations. I loved him in what I've seen in sex education. I think he's a phenomenally talented actor, and I will probably be checking out this up the few few episodes and seeing if it. Tweaks my interest. I hope his companion is his co-star from Sex Education. Yeah. Uh, Osh, whatever his last name is, no. I forget. That'd be cool. That'd, That'd be, be cool. Be better than the movie he was in on Netflix. Yeah, okay, I, I watched that. It was horrible. Uh, how do you feel about the shooty oh, announcement? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Like, it was just funny that it came at when I just started to catch up on Doctor Who, and I'm like, okay. And then when I saw I'm like, yep, I'm all in. 100%. This is perfect casting. I want to see what he does with it. I, and you can do anything with it. That's what's so great about it. You know, he's, I, he's a hell of an actor. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, but I by no means am a Whovian, but I do enjoy Doctor Who from time to time. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a great pick. I, 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 like Diesel, did enjoy Sex Education quite a bit. If you've never seen Sex Education, I suggest watching it. It's a very good show. Uh, and I'll tell you what. He's a fucking tremendous actor who, who definitely commands uh, you to pay attention to his performance. I think that's exactly what the Doctor should be. Good shoot. Good stuff. So, Shooty, congratulations on becoming the new Doctor in the latest season of Doctor Who. We're very excited to see what you do there. All right. That brings us to the last of our uh, movie news. And that, of course, is a Netflix 
facing a class action lawsuit for misleading investors about su- subscriber growth. Uh, legal troubles continue to mount for Netflix as it faces another class action lawsuit. This time, Netflix is in hot water for allegedly misleading investors by exaggerating its business growth. Last month, Netflix released its quarterly reports, and with them came some startling revelations. The largest streaming service in the world lost 200,000 subscribers in the first three months of 2022. Wonder why. Well, the loss was mainly due to the streamer shutting shop in Russia. Netflix had previously forecasted that it would add 2.5 million new subscribers in the quarter, but it fell short of the achieving that goal, adding only 500,000 customers during the period. Another 2 million users are expected to have the service in the next quarter. Netflix also announced that over 100 million households worldwide are sharing passwords, and the competition from other streaming services is getting stiffer by the day. Soon after this, Netflix shares dropped by 35% within a day, wiping out out about uh, $50 billion of the company's market value. Netflix is now being sued for misleading shareholders by claiming that it was growing steadily when in reality, the opposite was happening. Law firm Glancy, Prongay, and Murray, LLP, has filed a class action lawsuit on behalf of a Texas-based investor. And they're expected to have more jump on board. Man! First, they piss everybody off and raise the prices substantially over the last few years. Yep. Then... They say they're going to crack down on sharing passwords because, you know, they're not already the most expensive service. Mind you, they are. They're more expensive than HBO Max. They're more expensive than you can pay for the entirety. If you get the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu package, that's only $12.99. So you get three, and this is over $16 now currently, as what most of us are paying for Netflix. They are the most expensive, and they are putting out, with the exception of Stranger Things... And Cobra Kai, they're not putting out anything remotely as good as HBO Max is or Disney+. Plus. So tell me again, why the fuck do they keep digging themselves a hole? Ron. Well, you know, when the House of Mouths came and talking and said, you know, you know, let us let, let us buy you and we'll just move everything over there. And they said no because they thought they had Netflix money. Well, guess what they don't have anymore? Netflix money. So they are screwed all the way they'll sell to somebody probably within the next year because it's after this class action lawsuit which all goes through texas anyways if you actually listen you know copyright infringement and all that stuff all goes through texas because it's very easy so that's just where it's going to happen so they're but it's going to take a toll they're going to have to prove that they didn't lie about it and i don't know if they can pull that off and i just have a feeling by the end of the year they'll sell somebody yeah yeah there you, you can't mislead your investors that's the one thing you cannot do you're going to learn a really harsh lesson um uh, when this case goes through if you guys don't settle um and i don't know like quit cracking down on the password sharing a lot of a lot of us like when i have i always had to pay for the like the upcharged one so more people on more devices could use it because i shared mine with people yeah just that was a good system, you know, pay a little extra and no problems. But their content isn't great. Like like we said, Cobra Kai is a great program, Stranger Things, and for me, I love the Umbrella Academy. But besides that, like your Adam Sandler exclusive movies, not really doing it. Like, don't, like, for whatever reason, I don't know why you're always picking an actor and you're like, you're exclusive with us now. I don't think it's a great business model. Yeah, you know, Blight and Will Smith, you know, that's great. You know, we're getting Blight too. Oh. No, wait, wait. He went and smacked somebody. But, like, the whole thing, it's it's like you're, you're, you cancel stuff that shouldn't be canceled, and you keep stuff that should be canceled. 
Yeah. Like, like, like Lost in Space should have been canceled. I'm sorry. The show is crap. Uh, Cowboy Bebop should have stayed because it was set up for even just two seasons. Yeah. And that whole thing of being like cancel, you don't need to say cancel. Just be like it's kind of on the back burner for now. Yeah. We're not doing anything with it right yet, but when we're ready, we'll bring it back. But they're they're fucking up. They've been they did good at the beginning. They offered to sell to Blockbuster. Blockbuster was like, eh. They made a huge name for themselves, and then they've done everything they can to piss it away. I was gonna say they created streaming for the most part. I mean, there's yeah. other things streaming, obviously, but they were the first big daddy to do it. And now they've just been surpassed. It is what it is. And they can't get the contract rights because everybody else is like, why sell you fucking stuff when we can put it on our own streaming service? And that's just the bottom line of it. So, hey, you're going to go. You're either going to adapt and give people stuff or be competitive, which in this case, they're the most expensive with giving the least amount of popular IPs because they just don't own them. And therefore, you know, they're going to go the way of the dinosaur unless they adapt. So it is what it is. And but well, And their comedy specials, like the people that they give, like their comedy stand-up isn't even that good anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I've still enjoyed their stand-up comedy stuff, but not enough to pay 16 bucks. No. Especially no. when I can I watch those things on uh, YouTube for free. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the uh, nerd news. However, we're going to kick it right on over to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Very exciting box office for this week. Coming in at number five for its seventh week on the list. Well, seventh week out. $3.3 million for everything, everywhere, all at once. Once again, it's nice to see they're still making some money as as it gets rolled out and more people get to see it because it is definitely super critically acclaimed. Uh, Number four this week, kind of still a disappointment. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore with another $4 million. <laughs> That's dying a slow death. Yep. Uh, what's not dying a slow death is number three, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, with another $6.2 million. Damn, that's still making monies. Uh, number uh, two on the list this week for its third week, The Bad Guys, with another $9.8 million. Family movies always get it done, and I'll tell you what, like I said, it looks cute as shit. Yep. Yeah. And then debuting with $185 million domestically, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, with... $185 million. Oh, my God. Woo! Murdering the fucking murdering it. And I'll tell you what. We are going to be, of course, reviewing that in the second half of the show for the 3FN Movie Club review this week. Diesel, what are the upcoming films? All right. Coming out this week on May 13th, we have Firestarter. Which, by the way, will be next week's 3FN Movie Club review, if you're wondering. So, Firestarter, we will be re- reviewing next week for the 3FN Movie Club. Also coming out, The Innocents, Montana Story, Around the World in 80 Days. Sweet, sweet, sweet. I didn't even know they were making around the world. Yeah, years. I know. Isn't it weird? Like, I didn't who, even hear nothing about it. Who's it? Who? Mm. I have no idea. And yeah, then, I haven't seen anything about it. Then the following week, Downton Abbey, A New Era. My dad will probably want to go see that. I shan't be watching that. I probably have to go with my dad. And because men are evil and want to hurt you, men. I don't know if I'm going to go see that. It just looks weird. <laughs> it just does But not, not look, look weird in a good way. It yeah. just looks fucking Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's an A twenty four film. Yeah, that should stay all you need to know. If you like A twenty four films, you might want to go. If not, you might want to sit that yeah. one out. Diesel. That brings us to this week's top three. This week's top three is your top three favorite movie theater snacks. Top three favorite movie theater snacks. Number one, and I, I or no number t- three. Sorry, going in the right order. Number three, and the only reason it's third is because it's technically a beverage as well. I'm going with cherry icy. The cherry icy is great. Coke icy also good. 
Regal fucked up when they switched to goddamn Pepsi products <laughs> because the Pepsi oh. and the Mountain Dew slush, not so good. They but they horrible. still do have Cherry Pepsi. As long as it's working, I'm happy. My number two of all time has to be Raisin Nets. Uh, I'm a big Raisin Nets right. guy. I know some people aren't. That's fine. But I like Raisin Nets. And my number one of all time are those chocolate cookie dough candies. Ooh. Oh, yeah. They're phenomenal. I love those. Those are my number one of all time. Ron, your top three movie theater snacks. Uh, number three is the classic popcorn. Just, okay. Just, I always love popcorn. Butter or no butter? Butter. Of course. Okay, I'm just asking. Some people. Always butter. I stole like half of Diesel's popcorn because I didn't want to buy my own on, fr- on when we went out. And he's like, it's okay. <laughs> I had a large popcorn. You had like four kernels. I, I can deal with those right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for my pizza. Number two, pizza. <laughs> Dude, the pizza at Regal, I kind of like. Mm-hmm. It, it's relatively cheap, seven bucks. Yeah, I get it when I'm hungry. Yep. And then uh, number one, Junior Mints. Junior Mints. I'm right. a Junior Mints guy. Diesel. All right, my number three. I'm also going with the Icy. And like I said, like Rich said, Regal fucked up because of Pepsi and the Mountain Dew Ices are trash. But luckily, they still have the Cherry Icy. My personal favorite, though, is the Blue Raspberry. Blue Raspberry is awesome. Yeah. Very good. Number two. Move over popcorn. Say hello to the zebra popcorn from Popcornopolis. Oh, yeah. You had that the one night. Those things are tasty. It's about the same price as a large, and it's not as big, but you're munching on that the entire length of a two-hour movie, so good on you. They're really good. Nice. And then number one, it's a twofer, Junior Mints and Snowcaps. Ah. Regal got rid of the... Oh, yeah. Regal got rid of the Snowcaps, though, which kind of a disappointment. Oh, no, no, I said, know that. I'll remember next time we go to movies. <laughs> nobody said Red Vines. I'm not a big Red Vines guy. Nor, nor Twizzlers. I, How I'm, about Milk Duds? I no, hate Milk Duds. I hate malted milk. I'm not See, milk. I don't mind Milk Duds, but here's the problem. I hate having something that is chewy as oh. fuck in my mouth when I'm eating it. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking the wrong thing. Milk Duds. Uh, I was thinking, thinking Whoppers. Whoppers. Yeah. Milk Duds, for whatever reason, the caramel in them, I, I do like caramel. I like covered in chocolate, but that one is just yeah, too right. much of a, like, a sticky rock in your Ro- mouth. Rollos. Rollers are better. Yeah, like Rollers are better. Uh, my, my honorable mention, of course, is when they have a peanut butter M&M's. Oh, yeah. I love peanut butter M&M's. So much so that I bought a gigantic bag of peanut butter M&M's <laughs> when I was in Six Flags. Nice. But with that being said, that's going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to take a quick break. During the break, you're going to hear all of the information you need to know about live stream for The Cure, uh, which is coming up. We're, we're, count- we're on the countdown. We're almost, we're a little over a week away. A little over a week away. Uh, cannot wait to do it. Goes to a great cause. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH are taking part in it. We will be on, I think it's Friday the 20th. I could be wrong. Yeah, Friday the 20th at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come join us then. But join it all the time. It starts on May 19th. Make sure, uh, like I said, all the information will be in the advertisement during the break. When we come back from the break, though, we are going to go to the 3FN Movie Club review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of... Madness. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for the cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000. 
for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. week's 3FN Movie Club. And of course, this week we are reviewing the brand new MCU movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. By the way, how great is this uh, soundtrack song? Danny Elfman, man. Oh, I love him. Danny Elfman's one of the best. Fucking amazing. Great job on the entire score for the Multiverse of Madness. Doing big things, of course. If you guys are new here, 3FN Movie Club always starts off with our spoiler-free part. After we're done with the spoiler-free stuff, we do drop a spoiler alert, and after that, we give our spoiler-full review. So, if you haven't seen the movie, you are still safe as of right now, but uh, we will warn you before we go to spoilers. Uh, By the way, we were just joking about this. Google has the wrong (laughs) synopsis for this film. They have the synopsis for No Way Home, which I thought was really, really funny. Uh, but I don't want to give away too much, and the synopsis kind of does. Uh, honestly, if I was to give a synopsis for this film, and maybe that's why Marvel chose to make sure that they don't put up the real one, because if yeah. you think about it, it is hard to explain the synopsis of this film without giving something away. Yeah. Uh, so we're just not going to give a synopsis this week. Just know that this is the sequel to Doctor Strange. Also, it is the next evolution of the MCU, which started with WandaVision through Loki through Spider-Man No Way Home to this point, and of course, What If mixed in there as well. Are you ready to uh, learn about uh, the the the, uh, the stats for this movie, if you will? Sure. Of course, it was released on uh, May 2nd at 2022 at the Dolby Theater, May 6th, 2022, everywhere else. Or if you were us, you went on preview night, which was May 5th. Uh, runtime was 126 minutes, and it was, of course, distributed by Walt Disney Studios, and Marvel Studios was the production company. Uh, it's produced by Kevin Fahey, it's based on Marvel Comics, written by Michael Waldron, and directed by the legendary Sam Raimi. Cinematography was done by John Matheson, edited by Bob Murawski and Tia Nolan, and the music, of course, as we mentioned a minute ago, done by the legendary Danny Elfman. Uh, once again, I don't want to give away too many people in this movie, so we'll just say this. It stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, and of course, uh, Benedict Wong as Wong. 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 <laughs> I love that. I love, I, love fa- I love the fact that his name is Benedict Wong. Yeah. So it's, it's Wong. I don't want to give out any other people. Uh, Rachel McAdams we can give out as well, because yeah. she's making a return from the original Doctor Strange movie. Outside of that, I'm not giving away anybody else just due to the fact that it will spoil the movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this had a $200 million budget. We know Diesel said earlier $185 million domestically. Now the worldwide total. Gentlemen, would you like to guess the worldwide total for 
Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm, this is a rough one because I know it's not airing in certain countries. A couple big ones right now with Russia and China. But I'm still going to say probably another $70 million, so 250 Ron? Uh, I was like like 275 You guys are both fucking way off. Are we? $451.8 million in the opening week. It has, it has grossed more than two times the amount that it cost. So there you go. Thank you. Uh, there. So even without some of the heavy hitters, which I don't know, maybe this, this might embolden yeah. the folks over at Marvel, a.k.a. Disney also, of uh, what they put in movies for other places because two of the big hitters, like you said, not involved, yet it still made a shit ton of money. Yeah. I'm sure the Brits paid a lot in there. Yeah, yeah. Because, I oh, mean, yeah. Cumberbatch well, is Cumberbatch, huge yeah. in, in, in England. So, uh, As well as here, almost $200 million in the state. They almost made their money back just in the States on opening weekend. Yeah. So, congratulations. Another home run for the MCU. All right. Last part of the spoiler-free zone is recommendation. Gentlemen, do you give your recommendation for... The uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, and why or why not? And remember, it is spoiler free. And we will start with Ron. Ron? No, I am definitely recommending this movie. It is a fun ride all the way through. If you're a Sam Raimi fan, he puts his take into it, and it's amazing. Diesel. I also recommend going to see it. Uh, see it in theaters. It's a good theater watch. It's a, it's a it's a good Marvel movie. And I will third that. I recommend this movie. Very good movie. Definitely. Uh, I love Sam Raimi. There, you know this is a Sam Raimi film, which in my personal thing gave it points for me. Uh, also, I, I liked uh, the avenue they went. I, it, it was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I love it for that. Now, with that being said, we are now going to kick on over to the spoiler section. We're going to play the spoiler alert in a second. So that means if you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and want to see it before you hear a spoiler full review, that means stop the show right now, go see the movie when you can. When you come back out of it, listen to what our takes are on it. If you have seen the movie, which a lot of you probably have, and of course, if you don't care (laughs) about seeing it, this is where you can stay tuned in and listen to it because the spoiler drop is dropping right now. And the final warning, it is now time to give our spoiler full review. And uh, like we said, we don't go piece by piece through any movie. We just give you the good, the bad, and then and then going into the game and our scores. So that being say, said, let's start with the good stuff from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Diesel, I will start with you this time. What is uh, some things that you liked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, do we want to bury the lead and go with the cameos? <laughs> uh, you might as well. We spoiler full. So oh, let's go. my God. So the, the biggest takeaway for me was, holy shit, we met the Illuminati, and holy shit, we got to see the return of you know uh, Patrick Stewart as yep. Xavier, but sort of in the animated world because he had the cool ass yeah. gold ass uh, wheelchair, the yellow wheelchair, and, and, and the seven, or in the the nineties uh, music as he came out. Yes. Oh yeah, from the like animated ninety seven. Yeah, yeah X Men ninety seven played when he yeah. came out. I thought about playing that, but that was too by the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> too on the nose. Uh, Captain Carter, awesome. Yeah, Sharon Amazing. Carter makes a return as Captain Carter. Yep. Uh, the debut of Black Bolt. Black Bolt, yeah. that was awesome. Well, I, 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 I cheered I cheered for that a little bit. Not, not, they had the bad show. No, 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 that's not part of it. It's not part of the MCU. <laughs> that's not part of the MCU. <laughs> but that was the debut in the MCU of Black Bolt. Yeah. And I, you know what? I enjoyed same, it. Same that, actor. Did a same great actor. He did a, it was awesome. It got a pop from our, yeah. the crowd we were in. The uh, the universe that they were, the multiverse area that they were in in this one also had um, 
Mordo as part of the Illuminati. He's part of the Illuminati because yep. he's the Sorcerer Supreme in yep. the universe. And then the big people actually started kind of applauding the reveal of Reed Richards. Hopefully it's going to be across multiple universes because John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Yeah, That's right, John Krasinski. Oh, oh. And you forgot one. Monica Rambeau as, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as, as, as Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel yeah. Yeah. So in that universe, she had already taken over for Captain yeah. Marvel. But the big one, I yeah. do would say, was the return of Patrick Stewart, which got huge reactions. Yeah. Yeah. But they went back to back because first you get Reed Richards, yeah. which, which got a huge reaction, and then in the theater we were in, and then then afterwards Patrick Stewart makes his appearance with the ninety with the X Men ninety seven theme, uh-huh. and the crowd went nuts again. Yeah. So it was kind of like these two back to back fucking because there was part of us that thought we were getting trolled in the fucking trailers, yeah. Yeah. and we weren't going to get Patrick Stewart. No, we got fucking yeah. Patrick Stewart. But the Reed Richards thing is real interesting. Of course, let's talk about some news with that. With Reed Richards, as you point out, maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. I would say 50-50. I'm not willing to say that it's 100% because it could just be Disney if he wouldn't yeah. if he wasn't willing to sign up yeah. for the Fantastic Four film. It could just be Disney throwing the fans a bone this one time. Yeah. Yeah. However, however, everybody that we met in this universe was the same in other universes. So they had other universes by. So every time we saw a different Doctor Strange, it was still Yes. Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange maybe looked a little different but he was still you could yes. tell it was better than Cumberbatch every universe we went to uh, Christine was the same mm-hmm. every universe we went to you know it was you know it was you said Mordor was there he was the same yeah. yes of course Sharon Carter was Captain Carter I mean she was in Captain Carter gear for this obviously she's not Captain Carter everywhere but it was still Sharon Carter Black Bolt, as you yes, played attention, yep. the bad show. They even had the same actor. So it's and then Patrick Stewart, which we never knew which version of they were going to use. Although yeah. McAvoy plays this the younger yeah. version, yeah. anyways. Patrick Stewart being Doctor Xavier, perfect Professor Xavier. Yeah. Sorry, he said Doctor. That would lead to be that Reed Richards would have to be John Krasinski and everything. So maybe Marvel just tipped her hand. I think we'll find out for sure. At San Diego Comic Con, yeah. yeah, I think at San Diego Comic Con we'll get the announcement whether going forward John Krasinski will be Reed Richards or not. I'm going to say I am seventy thirty in saying that Reed Richards will be John Krasinski. However, I wouldn't just yeah. get I, as as the nerds out there. I'm just warning you not to put all your eggs in one basket because I've heard people already celebrating in the streets about it. They could they could pull a whatever because we got to remember the other thing there is Monica Rambeau who does become Captain Marvel in the comic books is not our current Captain Marvel, yeah. but she was in this universe so you never know because we don't see Carol Danvers at all in this universe right so we don't know if she died and then the mantle went on or she just passed the mantle on so that means that there is room and that I think that's the the, the little argument if Krasinski isn't Reed Richards is that there was one person that wasn't the same yeah just throwing it out there. With that being said, I thought that those cameos were fucking phenomenal. Continue on. Also, the debut of American Ch- America Chavez, I thought she was phenomenal. Dude. She was great. Yeah. No, that actress I had played her, yeah. well, amazing. Like you hit the hit the character right on the nose all the way through. Dude. Yeah, that like I've only read a few of the arcs with her and she hit every point. Like you know. Yeah. I, Good I, luck. I hope I hope I don't I hope I don't butcher it <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really say it, but it's Zactol Gomez. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I said that right. Sorry if I butchered it. But yeah, she was phenomenal yeah, she in this. Was I loved it. I I honestly cannot 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 speak more highly of a performance. And then the uh, visual effects of this. Uh, the visual effects were great. Uh, we didn't get the uh, Sorcerer Supreme 
but or Strange Supreme, but we did get this weird ass yeah, zombie Supreme with the spirits going. It looked amazing. Then when they were jumping through universes, the paint world was fucking awesome looking. Yeah. The visual effects in this movie were top notch. Yeah, and then the, the the quick peak of the Living Tribune, yeah. you know, finally the score was also the score was the score was great. Yeah. So those are my positives. I, I want to piggyback before I pass it around. I do want to piggyback off of uh, one thing. That I thought was really good about. I love the misdirection of this film. Yes, we all thought we were because of the advertisements, and we should know better from Marvel. We all thought that you know Strange Supreme, if you will, was going to be or whatever you want to call him, was going to be the big bad of this film. Yeah, and he wasn't. Yeah. No, they and they don't waste a lot of time on revealing who the big bad of this film is. Uh, spoiler alert, of course, and we're spoilers anyways. Wanda Maximoff, aka the Scarlet Witch, is the villain. Yes. Straight out villain for this entire movie. Yeah. So, and I like that. I know there's some people out there that, you know, didn't like that. Or some people out there are like, well, WandaVision left her as a hero. Sorry, no. WandaVision <laughs> left her as a fucking villain. Yeah. For her own, for her own, like, really, this is a continuation of WandaVision. Yeah. Think about it. WandaVision, she enslaved an entire town because she wanted a family. Then she had the family and she lost it. And this is just her seeking her children through the multiverse. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say this is a continuation of WandaVision? Yes. Does that mean it's Mephisto? <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Thankfully, no. Okay. No, it's Scarlet Witch the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and no Agatha, even though we are going to get that show. Uh, Ron, some more positive. I just wanted to piggyback off of that one. Uh you know the Bruce Campbell cameo, of course. You gotta, oh gotta fuck say yeah, it, we forgot that cameo. Dude. And one of the and fuck anybody who didn't think that that post credit oh. scene was amazing. I, I love the post credit scene. I mean, for people, if you're not a Bruce Campbell fan, fine. You don't have to save to the second one. Like I'll, I'll put that out there. But I also I want to point it. out Sam Raimi. If you notice, and I know you might have picked up in this, his bruising from beating himself up looked an awful lot like him as Ash. Yeah. from Evil Dead on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Some people didn't pick that up. That was amazing. Yeah. Continue on, Ron. Uh, the the overall story was fine. Uh, you got to meet a lot of other characters through the the their training, the wizards that they're they're, they're all the sorcerers that they're training. Um, so you got to see all them. the The fact of like you said, the special effects, like it didn't really feel like it was overpowering or like they were forcing stuff. It just looked really yeah. good and really clean. And I know it's Disney and Disney money. But every once in a while, you get a couple of the you know movies, and you're just like, uh, uh, that, that CGI wasn't that good, or that effect wasn't that good. But this one was like on point through the whole thing. Like, agree, agree. Uh, big step outs for me. Piggyback, actually, everything you guys said, I'm with as well. I would also like to shout out. We we a lot of great performances in this movie. Uh, I liked I like Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, performance. I think it's I think he's doing a great job of evolving the Doctor Strange character. And what I mean by that is, we continue to see him grow from the first movie the Avenger movies No Way Home into this Yes, and I said to you guys outside the theater I said I, I feel like even though he doesn't remember Peter Parker because of the ending of No Way Home I think that part of that still rests in him like there's something in him that, because of the way he treats America Chavez right off the bat yeah. Yeah. very protective there's some. There's a definitely a hero quality to uh, to Doctor Strange in this film and I thought it was beautiful uh, we already talked about it I think Zexel Gomez did a phenomenal job Elizabeth Olsen uh, I liked the evil Scarlet Witch part it was great and I dug really really dug when she possessed her other 
uh, universe <laughs> self. That was probably one of the most yeah. badass scenes in any Marvel fucking yeah. film. Let's talk about my favorite scene thing of that when she possessed it, of course, is the death of the Illuminati. They killed every fucking yes. member of the Illuminati, and it was vicious. By the way, also a bonus for me because I'm a Sam Raimi guy. That's in a Marvel movie. And deaths. Not like, oh, that he might be dead. No, no. They're fucking dead. There's a lot of people who die in this movie at the hands of the Scarlet Witch. Yes. Okay? And uh, one of them is Black Bolt. I love okay. it. One one whisper can kill you. From one, one whisper from his mouth can kill you. What mouth? And you see him, he has no mouth. And because he can't talk, his own thing explodes his head. Yeah, because he, scream, he, he screams. He screams and he can't, has nowhere to release. And we watch his head, ex well, that, not explode, yeah. it like implodes inside, like his skull pops yeah. and it flattens, yeah. he hits the ground. We get fucking Reed Richards just ripped apart like a, like, like, uh, a, a, a Twizzler string. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those Twizzler yeah. ones and strings? That was cool. Uh, of course, Captain Carter gets cut in half with, with a shield. fucking shield, oh, with the Captain America shield. Oh, so fucking cool. Uh, and Monica Rambo might be alive. Maybe. I want to throw this out there because she only has a statue dropped on her. We don't see her get up from it, but I think Captain Marvel could possibly live yeah. through that. So well, we can say she possibly is alive. You know who did like, not survive? Professor X. No. Because he got his neck snapped. <laughs> from his mind. Yeah. In his mind and in the real world as well following <laughs> that. It was fucking crazy, man. Uh, I thought that, that was those were some great scenes and I didn't think Marvel would have those balls. And then when I add, when I add them in with you guys, I think the same. Uh, for the most part, the story, the overall story was good. Yeah. Uh, anything you're, you're uh, Yeah. Can we just talk about how great Benedict Wong is too? Oh. The Wong character in the last few movies has evolved to be such a Dude. badass. Dude, I loved it. And he, he's such a hell of an actor. Yeah. Like so good. Like I'm so glad he's part of it. And I'm glad they keep giving him more and more. Yeah. He's got good comedic timing. Yeah. Great comedic role. And but serious at times, yeah. like he can change it off and on, and he's very likable. I I, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. He's one of my favorite parts. That one scene when he's hanging off the the cliff and he throws up that thing and he just throws it through the thing's head. Yeah. You're just like, God damn it, Wong is fucking badass. <laughs> Dude, he's so good. Dude, it was, it was, yeah. it, it's a lot of good stuff. I I think the performances in this movie were top notch. Yes. Probably yeah. one of the better. Marvel movies just for performances. Yeah. I don't think anybody mailed it, and I think everybody yeah. was on the top of their game, and it really, really, really looked good. So, with that being said, of course, there's always some negatives. Uh, we're going to start with Diesel. Diesel, once again, we'll go in the round. What were your negatives from uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? All right. Negatives. Scarlet Witch's accent. Which comes and goes. It comes and goes. <laughs> Throughout the Marvel franchise, it comes and goes. Stick with one and just either an accent or no accent. Just stick with one, please. It, for whatever reason, that was one of my gripes that took me out of the movie. Honestly, I didn't take me out of the movie completely, uh, but I can see it, yeah. it is yeah. definitely a negative. Yeah. yeah, like how Ron can't forget the uh, Miss Invisibles in the Fantastic Four movie in 2011. <laughs> Her wig coming off and going. Yeah. That this this was my wig moment. Yeah, I'll get you. And then number two, like you with the Northman, fucking plot armor, dude. I was gonna <laughs> say that is my biggest negative. There was fucking more plot art. There is as much plot armor, if not more, than the Northman. Yeah. Uh, so we just talked about how awesome the scene was where Wanda took down the entire Illuminati. But she sees her alternate universe's children crying and the other Wanda kind of like kneeling there. And I feel bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 my mission's over because, you know, I see my kids crying. You just wiped out the Illuminati. Now, granted, maybe the Illuminati in that multiverse... Not the strongest, but you wiped out the I gotta, Illuminati. I got to disagree with you for a minute, just for that part. 
Because I think that that was the crutch. That was that was actually the really good crutch. Because remember, she does all of this for those children. So when she sees she hurts the children, it takes her back. That wasn't the part I thought was plot armor. The part I thought was plot armor is she takes out the entire fucking Illuminati, and then right after she can't she can't get to fucking Doctor Strange, America Chavez, yeah. and Christine, and they're going through a tunnel. She's blasting through doors, but she can't just blast them. Yeah. She can't just take grasp a hold of them, and then she doesn't see the fact that they're going to collapse the fucking tunnel on her, even though she lives through that. She can't see that fucking part even yeah. though she's all powerful so I don't have a problem necessarily with the kids part because you know for how powerful she was she had to take herself out and that was the way and also America kind of provides that she knocks the th- the, the the universe open so she can look in and that's what breaks her uh, there's another thing so I'm fine with that so can we get a like description of people's power levels because again wipes the Illuminati yeah star punches uh, by the way, America Chavez, super strong. Super strong, but how strong is she? Because I, I would say, I would have to argue is that she is yeah. probably as powerful, if not, if trained, probably more powerful than uh, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, pretty close. She's, she's yeah. definitely an Omega level. <laughs> uh, and yeah. then the reason why I say that is because even, like, you're not familiar with the comic books yeah. and stuff as much. The story of America Chavez, like, the fact that she can multiverse jump in this, we should say it from the MCU, because yeah. she doesn't necessarily have all these powers in the regular thing, so I think we should, we should start there. But the fact that she can multiverse jump is an insanely powerful thing right. that not even the Scarlet Witch can do. Yeah. Obviously why she wants her. But she doesn't know how to harness her power, so I feel like... Now, mind you, her fight back, I didn't mind as much because, yes, she has the power to knock the, the Scarlet Witch on her ass, but she doesn't can't use them as well. Because remember, eventually she just, out of desperation, opens that universe right. mode. And she outbeats her in the head. She could possibly outbeat her power-wise because if she hit landed two more punches, she flies off the edge of that fucking cliff. You know what I mean? Okay. But she just doesn't have the training for that. But she's super powerful. So I do think with the right amount of training, you're, you, it's that character is a huge thing. And add in the multiverse jumping now in the MCU, yeah. and that's insanely powerful. Yeah. And it's going to become even more powerful as we move on in this new in the new phases because we know eventually King the Conqueror comes, and that's a lot to do with the multiverse, hence why yeah. we've started all of this. And at the end of the movie, we got to see her make sparks. Yep, <laughs> she made sparks <laughs> with the sling ring. <laughs> Ned, made, Ned actually did portals. She made sparks. Yes, <laughs> but, but yeah, those were those were my main gripes right there. Was the accent? And there was some some plot issues that I saw. No, there was definitely no. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I agree with those, but I, I, I only yeah. this uh, thing I disagree with is, is how she got brought down because I think that's the way that you have to bring her down emotionally, and it's it's a, something they've done in the comic books multiple. I'm yeah. just saying, you're willing to enslave an entire town. You're willing to do all this. You're willing to kill an innocent child from another multiverse. You see your kids crying. All right, you wipe out that Wanda, then you fucking make your kids forget that and happily ever after. But but here's the thing. The, the problem is is that you have to remember everything she's done since WandaVision is all emotion. She enslaved a whole town so she could have Vision. And then with Vision, she got those children that she always dreamed about and the family she always dreamed about. And then that reality finally went away. It was ch- kind of yanked from her. Hence why when people are like, oh, she ended up being the good guy. No, 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 no. She was never the good guy. Finally, her reality had to crumble, but she never accepted that. That's why the end scene of that is in particular and with getting the dark hold, because that was her way of trying to figure out how to get dreamwalking. Yeah, well, dreamwalking is, and also she also was trying to figure out just how to get her family yeah. back. Period. Not just with dreamwalking was a sense of it, but also yeah. figure out loopholes. Hence, she found America Chavez. So, on top of that, so now her search is for the children. She knows she can't get Vision back. He's dead. 
He's gone. She knows that. Her reality of that is gone. So now, in other multiverses, she's seen it in her dreams. There's children. The children exist. So now she just wants children. And she says, she says to Strange, because Strange brings that up. What are you going to do when you fight? You're just going to kill off the mother and take the kids? Like, that's not that's not cool. And she's like, I don't care. Exactly. So you knew that's going to be the point. But the problem that she always has is she does care. Like, in the comic books, even, her bad, the, the weakness of the, the Scarlet Witch, who is an Omega-powered fucking mutant slash, you know, well, in the comics, she's a mutant. But in this, we don't know mutants yet. So, but she's a, an Omega-level mutant. And th- always her downfall is her heart, is her emotion. I mean, shit, she gets rid of the mutants because her fucking brother dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is a whole thing of House of M. And that leads to, and believe it or not, that's what leads to her downfall in the post of that is that she can't her emotions get the best of her and so i think they did a good job in the mcu because how do you beat them one of the most powerful beings period because she's more powerful than a lot of the beings they run into yeah i mean and she's more powerful than thanos and as we all know they did show that in the mcu because people are always like well then why didn't she beat him she was going to beat him on her own and then shit happened yeah then he had to rain fire and the ship started shooting down and that distracted her enough for him to get away Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and then before that, even in the first meeting, she was mourning the loss of vision, hence why she didn't go full bore to destroy Thanos. But she could have destroyed Thanos either time. So it, it is something that's real. I mean, yeah. so I mean, I, I appreciate it, but I do agree with plot armor. And I'll talk about that a little more. Well, actually, I think I talked about enough of it. There was a ton of plot yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah. At any time, she should have been able to get her back. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, she should have, you know, there's plenty of opportunity and somehow, eh. We have to get to the third act. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ron? Well, it's a, like you said, you brought up Vision and all that, where at the end of WandaVision, you see him as the white Vision, and like not any of the realities that you see show him at all. Like, if it is a true multiverse, there should be one or two that actually show him, even if it's just the white Vision yeah. and all that stuff. I, I like I, just, just to have the cameo type of thing. Uh, well, he says he's not done, but that's yeah, a whole other story. Well, for yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I understand. And it's going to happen later. But I just thought, like, in one of the worlds, it should have shown something. Um, the fact that between Moon Knight, this, and, what you know, Dreamwalking, like, I, 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 know, I know there's reason, no reason to have this cameo, but, like, I was really hoping just for a Sleepwalker cameo. Sorry. I, I, I it just, like... Something, something, it's just how everything's setting up is like you, this character is going to show up somewhere, and I, it was, I don't know where, and I just, just if even was just a cameo, just to have it done and one and done, I would have been happy with. But it's such a minor thing. I know I shouldn't even count it, but it's just one of those things. Just how everything's working out, it just seems like this character should show up. But uh, overall, like, I'm glad that it was a two-hour movie and not a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I think, if, I think if it went a little bit longer, I think it would have been a worse for it. I felt every minute of the two hour and six. It, well, no, it, it felt long. Like, no, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like if, if if this was like a push, like No Way Home or push, like Endgame, or, yeah. I, I think it would have yeah. been a lot more hurting. So I'm glad, like, I'm glad that this only happened to be like a two hour yeah. movie. Um, well, I... Once again, I think you guys said most of mine. I didn't have as many problems as you guys. I well, I I don't think Ron had a ton either. Uh, my biggest one was plot armor, just like the Northman. Yeah. One of the things that bring it down. I, I'm very consistent in that. I hate. I know that everything has plot armor. Let's be honest, but like the amount of plot armor is kind of like oh shit. 
you know it's it's, it's drastic levels uh, outside of that, I really didn't dislike. I, I I thought it was perfect at the two hours and six minutes. I didn't think that it was too long. Uh, one of my bad takeaway. One of my takeaways, though, at the end, I could have done. You know, I I could have done with more explanation for fans. Like I got it. I think that they did not explain. Do a good job of explaining what happens at the end. Because um, at the end of the movie, we see that uh, Doctor Strange falls to his knees after a fucking crashing sound in his in his head, and he has a third eye, which means that yes, he he did destroy the dark hole, but the dark hole lives on in him. That's all that that means. And yeah. if you don't if you don't know those part of the the comic book stories, you don't get that ending. And I get that's a good nod to comic book fans like myself, but it doesn't make fucking a lot of sense. And it's also why the first the mid credit post scene doesn't make a lot of sense yeah because it's just like okay so now we have a new figure in the world that most people don't fucking know who it is yeah it took me a minute and uh, then and then the third eye thing i said the wrong name <laughs> i had to look it up why what did you say originally i forgot no and i was diesel gave diesel yeah we were I, I was going through the names and i for some reason cersei from dc popped in my head oh yeah, yeah and that and i kept saying he's like we already had cersei i'm like and it's it's a Clea or whatever. Yeah, Clea. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just kept saying the wrong name. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Freudian slip. Yeah, but anyways, I just thought that that was like you didn't do enough explaining, if you will. Yeah. And I understand future movies will help, but it's just kind of like, could we get a little more? It was a little out of left field, sort of like the Eternals post credit scene. Yeah, like, the only thing anybody cared about there was it's Harry Styles. Yeah, and it was like I don't care about Thanos's brother and his little imp, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right, right. But it wasn't like the reaction. Like, we're used to different at re- reactions. Yeah. Like, obviously, uh, like, you know, the, the there's been other movies where they've done a good job in those post-credits scenes. I mean, Morbius didn't do a good job either. But that was a Sony picture, so eh. Uh, but I, I, I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I just thought that there should have been more information for the, the casual, the MCU yeah. fan. Because now you're relying on somebody to be a comic fan. And then it's two different universes because then you're going to ask us to not completely look at the comics you know what i mean that's the weird part about it like everybody well, has changed powers everybody has changed this or that and it's not the, exactly the comics which is fine and i agree with that and yeah, i've defended that forever but then you throw in shit that you have to know the comic for so it's only no. it's only geared towards that part of the audience when even then it might be a different situation anyways yeah the, the one like the, the one little minor detail is she's like oh we labeled your universe 616 even though yeah. even though it's 199999 Something like that. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, okay, I get it. 616 is the normal universe, but let's, you know. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. I, I, I was I was less upset about things like that, but that's when, like, when you go back and forth and try to drink out of both sides of your mouth, it kind of gets, that's yeah. why I'm complaining, because it's not really a complaint. It's more of an observation of, like, you have to go, all right, we're doing our own thing in the MCU or we're sticking to comics. And then when you, you, you tip your hat to one side or the other too much, it's just kind of like, guys... Like, yeah. at least people not give a shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, yeah. like, I think that, like, from a whole, if you looked at the entirety of the movie theater, when the mid credit scene hit, in our theater in particular, most people were like, eh. They didn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. They didn't care. They, they really didn't. Yeah. They popped more for Doctor Strange Will Return. Yeah. <laughs> not the actual scene. And more people in our theater popped for what I popped for, and that was the end of the, the Bruce yeah. Campbell well, uh, cameo at the end. And, 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 it's just because we know Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And it's a Sam Raimi film, so it kind of fucking was a cool... Yeah, it nod. And, all and it was also stuff. one of the funniest parts of the movie, Bruce Campbell <laughs> being made to beat himself up for three weeks. Yeah, the pizza popper. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rule anyways. number one, find food. Rule number one, find food. Most places it's good. Yeah, most, so, most places don't that, turn... That paint, the paint world we went through, 
Yeah, not so you, good. You don't want to get stuck, stuck there. there. <laughs> but but it's like you, you know, we don't. Most places don't charge. Yeah. And then she's like, "Where's I, money?" Oops, I could be wrong about that. <laughs> I loved her performance. Yeah, she oh, was, dude, she, she was, was amazing. I, I, she brought that character but, to life. With that being said, though, that is the end of our review portion. But before we give our scores of the movie, we like to have a little fun. So, and you know what? Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Ron snuck out the victory last week. Can he retain the championship this week? We'll find out very soon. It is now time to play the game. It's simple. We're going to give scores from around the internet. These guys are going to play. It's Price is Right rules. It's the closest without going over. Gets the point. Whoever has uh, best two out of three wins, and there is a tiebreaker option. I'm going to forewarn you guys. I'm using Google users as a regular answer because one of the other ones is one of the four, one of the, the out of five ones. I think that's better for a tiebreaker okay. if we need it. So with that being said, are you guys gentlemen ready? Yep, yep. Diesel, you're the challenger. You get to go first. IMDB, using points. What do they give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? 8.1. Too high. Ron. Oh, okay. And... Ron gets the point. It was 7.5 out of 10. You were closer, but you went over. All right, Ron, for a quick win here. Rotten Tomatoes, out of 100%. What did they give Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 72. Diesel, 73. (laughs) For the block. (laughs) Diesel gets the block. It was 75%. I knew knew it was somewhere in there. I didn't know where. All right. I was hoping you'd be cocky. Both of you guys for the winner. If you tie, we go to tiebreaker. Diesel, you get to go first as the challenger. Google users out of 100%. What did they give? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. 87. Ron. 70. Your winner. And still champion, Ron. By the way, Diesel, you were one off. It was 86%. (laughs) Fuck. But you went and busted. So Ron wins the game this week for Funsies Ron. Common Sense Media out of five. What did they give? Common Sense Media? What the hell is this? I don't know. That's why I didn't use it. Four? I got to know their political stance on everything. Uh, We'll go. I'm going to go for a clean one. They're giving it a five. Ron got it right on the button. Four. Four. So they did not give it a five. They gave it a four, which is pretty good. All right. So with that being said, it is now time for us to give the nerd score. Of course, after the nerd score, I will give my critic score as well. But the nerd score is very simple. It is a review score, but it is also based upon entertainment as well. So what I mean on this is we do take into account how good the movie is on a critical score for ourselves, but we also add in the entertainment scale. Being which of the perfect example, as we always point out, is Maximum Overdrive. Myself and Ron both love that movie. We would easily give it a four out of five on our scale. However, in real life, on a critical scale, it's like a two out of ten because, let's be honest, it's bad, but it's enjoyable. So that does play a part. Entertainment does play a part in it, plus your critic score. So it is not just the critic score. With that being said, the scale is very simple. as out of five. And, of course, a one means no. No means no. Don't go see it. Don't watch it. It is terrible. It is. This is a relegated to some of the worst movies ever made. They're just horrible. Two is if you've been warned. It means it's better than the worst, but it still ain't good. You probably should avoid seeing it, but if you have to see it, you've been warned. A three is it's good. It's good. It's all good, which basically means it's a, it's a good movie, you know, but you don't necessarily have to go see it in the theaters. You don't necessarily have to rent it or buy it. You can watch it when it comes to Netflix, HBO Max, etc., etc. 
Next up, we have the four spot, and that is Just Take My Money. That means it's a great movie. You should probably go see it in the theaters. You can feel free to either buy it or rent it when it comes out. It is worth spending money on because it is a great film. And then last but certainly not least is Rarified Air. It is the five spot, five perfect score, which means it's certified nerd. That means it's an instant classic. That means it'll go down as one of the greatest movies of all time. It means that you should add that to your rotation. You should see it as many as you can because it's that damn good. Ron, we are going to start with you on the nerd scale. What did you give Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Okay, I've been back and forth on this. When I left the movie theater, it was definitely a five. As I digested it over the weekend, I I gotta say, I still get it a five. I enjoyed this movie way too much. I know, Ron! I know, I'm going high, and I'm probably the highest one out of the group. But I'm a Sam Raimi fanboy, and I I gotta give it a five. Ron goes with a certified nerd. Diesel. I can't go to a five. I think in the vein of Marvel movies and the 28 Marvel movies, I don't think this cracks the top 10. I think it's in the 10 to 15 range. I was thinking maybe a three, but I can't go that low either. We're at a four. Just take my money. See it in theaters. It is a good movie. I just don't think it was as good as half of the Marvel movies out there. I'm surprised because yeah, when we left the theater, I thought you were definitely a solid three. Yeah, I, I was right around there, but like like after talking and thinking about it over the weekend, it, it's good. Like It's just I'm not huge on it. Um, I, I cause surprisingly enough, I am also at a four. I'm a, yeah. it's, it's a great movie. Uh, just take my money. I, I really do believe it. I couldn't quite give it Certified Nerd. There was way too much plot armor for me to do that. There was a couple things in the plot. I just I couldn't say that it was as good as the movies we've given that to. Like, Spider-Man No Way Home. Is it on that level? And I'm like, not quite. I'm not saying that it's horrible. I'm not saying it's even far off. It's still a great movie. Definitely go see it. Definitely see it multiple times. It's a fucking amazing movie. I will, I'll will. i be going to see it in the theater again with the kid. I'll probably watch it when it hits Disney Plus as well. You know what I mean? But it's 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 just... I just could not give it a certified nerd. I, and I understand no. why Ron did. I just couldn't personally no, do I, it. I knew I was going to be the high one on this one. With that being said, I'm going to be honest. I gave a critic score. I gave it the same as I gave the Northman, 8 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, the plot armor stuff, just like the Northman, probably took away a good point of it. Uh, there were some other plot elements that I didn't like, so I took away a little bit. But, I, you know, a 9.5 is pretty much the perfect score you can get. So I only took a point and a half off because I don't ever give anything a 10 on my list. As we all know, I give 9.5 is the highest you go. And to be certified nerd, it's got to be at least an 8.75 or a 9. And I just couldn't get there. I just think it was an eight as well. But I, that means it's a great movie. Think about it. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. And I definitely, definitely suggest seeing it. And maybe even seeing it multiple times. With that being said, though, those are our feelings on Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness. And that will conclude this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. Next week for the 3FN Movie Club Review, we will be doing the brand new movie Firestarter. Of course, uh, based on a Stephen King novel. And also, it is a remake of uh, a film from the 1980s that you once starred Drew Barrymore. So it looks intriguing. And uh, once again, it will get an extra point in my scales if Prodigy's Firestarter is in <laughs> this movie. Just so you guys know ahead of time. So next week, make sure you watch Firestarter if you want to because we'll be reviewing that next week. But that's next week. Until then, we have to pay some bills. You know what that means. It's time for us to hit some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? Simple. You tell them to type three fat nerds into any podcast provider out there, and booyakasha, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. Of course, also, while you're there, make sure you smash that subscribe or like button so you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we're also on TikTok, Instagram, and, and... 
Twitter at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Use that hashtag Three FN Pod whenever talking about any of the stuff we talk about on the show on social media. All right, it's time for that hate because we are supporting a gay black Doctor Who. And if you're against us, where you can send your hate mail, threefatnerdspod at gmail.com. And we promise we won't expose you to anybody else. We might make fun of you, but we won't expose you. Uh, with that being said, here's my double shot. First of all, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash podcast, where every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M from the ODPH podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. You can also watch the replay on twitch.tv slash podcast, or if you prefer podcast form, you can get it anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. Of course, we also do movie nights on there and then other things, and we have something in Bruin in the works. I can tell you that. Me and Diesel have uh, an idea that we're going to throw out there, and so much more. So make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast also if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as one dollar a month and get a ton of extra bonus content you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122 productions of course like i said you get the three fat nerds podcast and you get it early so that means monday night after we record boom it goes right up after we record and it's the uncut uncensored unedited edition we call it the uncooked edition but you get that each and every week i heard horror zone 607 is also coming back uh mike c just contacted (laughs) me so i hear that's coming back so you guys get that early when that's out and of course you get the hottest show that uh, we do and that's 3fn after dark which will be launching on this network very soon in the month of june but You'll also still get that early and uncut and uncensored when that launches, but right now the exclusive home of it is on Patreon. And also the return of We Love Movies is coming up and so much more. So you want to be in and once again, it helps support everything we do here and we really do appreciate it. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. You heard the man. Load up your Google boxes. Type it in. And I've learned you don't need to include the HTTPP, but I still include it. 81 double deuce P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. That's where you can find the Twitch link. That's where you can find the Patreon link. That's where you can find the T Public links and buy some swag. You can also find friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast and Sci-Fi Horror Fest. You can also find uh, the bands that provide us with their music that we can use copyright free. We're going to give them a shout out right now because we got a good friend shout out the robots. Floodlands, Tom Jolu, Second Suitor, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you support them. All their links are up on our website, but you can also support them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Of course, also while you're at the website, you can check out all the shows, including 607TWS, 3 Fat Nerds Podcast, and Horror Zone 607, and get all the information and more coming to you very shortly. And of course, what else can you find on that website? Well, of course, you, if you forget any of this, you can find all that information in the liner notes to this show. I should say that first. Because also on the website, you can find our local sponsors who help bring you this show each and every week commercial-free. But since they do so much for us, we're going to give them a shout-out right now as well. Of course, first of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, that's Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And of course, if you are in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the store, it's simple. Make sure you like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment call 607-644-3389 when you're ready to put the pride back in your ride don't forget to tell them three fat nerds on you ronald one out of ten stars despite hype a most hollow ring i defy anyone to sit through this almost three hour piece of tripe without thinking of euthanasia it is pretentious complicated and the last hour is almost unbearably confused but don't take my word for it 
read the CNN movie review critic, he or she thinks Lord of the Rings is the greatest movie ever, but of course he or she draws a salary from AOL, Time Warner, who have much to lose if Lord of the Rings bombs as it will. They produced it. Trust me on this. Shrek was better. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks people. All right. With that being said, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's uh, edition of the Three Founders Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Of course, I hope you guys were entertained and you guys, uh, you know, had a good time with us this week. Until next week, when we come at you from the same bat time, same bat channel, all I have left to say is take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. From the mouth of babes, Shrek was better. (laughs) Lord of the Rings just sucks people. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. Just like you. Don't